and we're back here on the show that covers everything going on in the 16 southern states. This is y'all, John Rawl. Thank you for being on as we get another week going. We've got an exciting week with plenty of great guests headed your way and plenty of great information also headed your way in addition to headlines from across the South that we'll get to in just a handful of moments. In fact, unfortunately, we've got a deadly police shooting in Baton Rouge that I'll pass along info on that. This is the show covering, again, the Southeast, and we've got, in addition to our headlines available here for you on today's Y'all Show, we also have coming up in the next segment some business headlines going on. In fact, we have a couple of southern states that are kind of teaming up, and they're going to sue China. And we'll hear from the Attorney General, Lynn Fitch, of the state of Mississippi. She's among those who are going to be suing China over the coronavirus. As she says, got to hold them accountable. We'll actually hear an interview she did with Fox News, Lynn Fitch, the new Attorney General. She'd been in another statewide position prior to being elected Attorney General of the Magnolia State. We'll hear what she has to say. Also, speaking of state politics, you might have heard on Friday of last week, Georgia opened up its economy in some ways after a pause like most southern states, like most states, period, have done over the last month. Brian Kemp kind of going out against the grain, even against the president, and opening up a few of the business entrees, including, let's see, I think barbershops opened up, and tattoo parlors, even bowling alleys opened up in Georgia on Friday. And a lot of people were upset about that. One person upset about that was Steve Harvey, you know, the guy that's on every television show and every commercial. Steve Harvey talked about the governor opening up the economy of Georgia, and we'll play some of that in our business spotlight coming up in the next segment of today's Y'all Show. Before this first hour is up, we're going to have fun. Hashtag Hullabaloo. we got some food stuff and coronavirus stuff to get to as part of our hashtag Hullabaloo. Hour two, we'll get it going with a quick look at some of the sports headlines. Sadly, an unfortunate killing linked to a Tulane University basketball player that will tell you that news coming out of the state of Georgia as a Green Wave star in a lot of hot water arrested for murder. We'll tell you more about that in our sports recap. Also, we'll tell you how a, a Louisville Cardinal football signee was gunned down over the weekend and killed. An unfortunate news for the Louisville Cardinal football program with the death of an 18-year-old Orlando area football player who was scheduled to be a Louisville Cardinal that information coming your way as well as a divorce from a former nfl football star that is connected to the southeast and also tony romo is going to be on the golf course for a good reason starting on tuesday we'll tell you about that and more sports headlines including a look back at the nfl draft we have sportingnews.com's take on all of the different teams of the nfl we'll tell you who did the best and what team did the absolute worst in the 2020 nfl draft All that is part of our Sports Rewind in Hour 2. And then we'll wrap up this show today with a visit with our Takapola storyteller. Jerry Short is coming on. You don't want to miss out on the fun, and it'll be a hats-off experience when Jerry Short is arriving in Hour 2. Our number, if you want to connect to us, we we welcome your feedback. We'd love to have it. We want to hear from you. 803-816-1170 is our telephone number that's open 24-7. You can text that number. You can call that number. Again, anytime you feel like it. 803-816-1170. Let us hear what you're thinking. Maybe you've got a question, a comment, criticism. We'll take it all right here on the show all about the South. Our website, y'all.com, the ultimate guide to the South, Y A L L. 
y'all.com on facebook we're at y'all.com look us up there and don't forget if you're listening to us on one of our great radio stations thank you to our radio stations thank you to our listeners of our great radio stations that carry the y'all show on a daily basis if you miss any portion of the y'all show you can go find us at y'all.com our podcast edition and visit that and, and see all the show that we've got some great video interviews we also have the audio edition of each show completely free of charge find it at y'all.com or go to our podcast partners we're in uh, let's see apple itunes podcast we're there we're also on the iheart radio app and the TuneIn app all free of charge listen at your leisure and have it set up where the y'all show instantly comes to your smartphone your ipad your desktop whatever device you got we want y'all to stay on top of everything going on in the southeast well what's going on from a news standpoint in the dixie area unfortunately a great hero of law enforcement has lost their life as an officer has been killed and another injured in a police shooting in baton rouge as this shooting happened over the weekend 36 year old ronnie cato taken into custody after a four-hour standoff in which shots fired officers were looking into uh, for a suspect for a homicide and ended up that homicide had taken place earlier on sunday at a house on pamela drive in baton rouge the chief of police of baton rouge murphy paul confirmed that a 21 year veteran of the police force shot and killed the officer in critical condition had been with the force for seven years names of the officer were not released at the time pending proper notification but a deadly standoff there on sunday in baton rouge and our hearts go out to the baton rouge police remember what was it four years ago that awful shooting in the summer of 2016 in baton rouge of which multiple police officers were killed by that gunman that went on a shooting rampage that following the shooting of a person in baton rouge it became a a national story a person shot by a police officer later determined to be i think a just shooting there outside of baton rouge or in the city but just outside of downtown and here we have another sad story coming from Baton Rouge with a, at least one officer dead, another seriously injured at this time. And our thoughts to the Baton Rouge police force with this tragic shooting. Another tragedy in the law enforcement community in Texas, Bell County deputy has died when struck by a vehicle on Interstate 35 and 31-year-old deputy John Andrew Roden killed when he was struck on uh, Sunday at 1.45 in the morning. And that happened in Temple, Texas. 120 miles south of dallas he was assisting williamson county texas deputies who were pursuing a vehicle on the interstate when he was struck again struck and killed this bell county texas deputy struck by another vehicle on i-35 over the weekend and losing his life at the age of 31 another story out of texas and this is an update to the el paso walmart shooting remember that happened back august 3rd when Dozens of people were killed at the Walmart in El Paso, and sadly, another person from that August 3rd shooting has just died, and the death toll now has moved up to 23 people losing their lives after this August 3rd attack that targeted Latinos at the El Paso Walmart and a person dying over the weekend. The last remaining patient being treated from the El Paso shooting was Mimo Garcia, And after a nearly nine-month-long fight, Garcia has passed away. That, according to the Del Sol Medical Center, Garcia and his wife, Jessica Coco Garcia, were fundraising for their daughter's soccer team in the Walmart parking lot when the gunman opened fire that Saturday morning there in El Paso. 
and he was struck by that and garcia whose wife survived who suffered leg wounds but recovered a week after the shooting she rose from her wheelchair to give a speech across the road from the county jail where the suspected shooter was being held and that suspect 21 year old alan patrick crucius is still in jail awaiting trial as prosecutors have charged him with murder and are pursuing the death penalty but again almost nine months after that dead deadly day there in el paso august 3rd the final hospitalized shooting victim of that has passed away and our thoughts go there to the garcia family after this man after a brave and gallant fight lost his life there bringing that total death toll to 23 now to miami and one byproduct of the coronavirus is you've got a lot of people staying inside which is what they're supposed to be doing a lot of people doing things they would not normally do and guess what as a result of the coronavirus if there's any good news maybe this is a a good news story here in the midst of a pandemic miami's death toll the murder rate there it's it's the lowest it's been since 1957 the city of miami did not report a homicide from february 17th until april 12th and that's seven weeks without a single murder in miami florida what would what would uh, cheech and uh wasn't that his name on Miami Vice? Cheech and uh, Don Johnson. I forgot what his character's name. AJ, maybe. I- I'm going back 30 years now. But they wouldn't have a lot to re- to do there on that show, Miami Vice, or even CSI Miami. Uh, that'd be a tough show to pull off if you don't have homicides in Miami. But the Miami Police Department just released the stats. While stay-at-home orders are playing a role, the chief of police Miami says the trend started in mid-February before social distancing was put in place. Miami police say other crimes have also decreased in the area. Who knew that Miami, Florida would be so darn safe? And maybe it is. But a a wonderful story to pass along. Miami, Florida, seven weeks without a murder. First time since 1957. Can y'all believe that? The co-owner of a prominent, going back to another murder story, unfortunately, this may not be in Miami, Florida, but this is happening in jackson mississippi as greta bully is accused of shooting larry lee on friday night that according to the jackson mississippi police department and lee was shot several times and died at the scene on medgar evers boulevard now greta bully and her husband tyrone bully own bully's restaurant and that restaurant there in jackson mississippi won a james beard america's classic award back in 2016 and now bully is charged with murder and has been released on a hundred thousand dollar bond in the hines county mississippi area it's not immediately clear whether she's got a lawyer as she could not comment on the charge but again the co-owner of a prominent jackson mississippi area restaurant now charged with murder and remember as i said she won a james beard america's classic award four years ago and her restaurant there in the jackson mississippi area bully's restaurant a a fixture there and now as a co-owner co-owner of that charged with murder coming from the magnolia state now one thing as our our people like in miami we told you about are, are behaving themselves maybe not in jackson mississippi after reading that story but florida authorities are now warning of road rage but it's not with all y'all out on the highways and byways of dixie it's road rage of mating alligators as around this time of year florida and uh, people in florida don't have to worry about aggressive drivers they should be on the lookout for aggressive alligators as florida officials now are removing alligators sometimes nine feet 
gators along county roads and such and the manatee county sheriff's office has warned motorists that it's that time of year when alligators they fall in love and may not be so likely to get out of the way if they're crossing or maybe they're more likely to cross roads as it is mating season a male gator that measured nine feet two inches had to be removed from a roadway after it was spotted being aggressive with traffic and then sheriff deputies luckily came and captured the reptile and relocated that gator to a farm wildlife officials in florida say mating season begins in early april and could last until june that story coming from florida so don't get around gators they're rather aggressive and maybe on the highways they can get out there and be aggressive too right now so be bolo be on the lookout the former administrator of nasa james m beggs has died at the age of 94 he led nasa during the early years of the space shuttle program ended up resigning after the 1986 challenger disaster where seven astronauts were killed he died at his home in bethesda maryland aged 94 congestive heart failure suspected as the cause president ronald reagan nominated beggs to become the sixth administrator of nasa he served as the agency's top position from 1981 until december 1985 he was on a leave of absence from the post when the challenger space shuttle broke apart 73 seconds after launch on january 28 1986 all seven astronauts aboard killed and that included krista mcauliffe the teacher from new hampshire and you also had the astronaut from lake city south carolina ron mcnair who was killed in that nasa disaster of 1986 that's hard to believe that's been what 34 years now yeah 34 years since that uh, fateful day of 1986 and again the administrator of nasa at that time charles beggs has passed away at the age of what did i say 86 90 94 94 now a man who's passed away at the age of 80 sadly a member of the statler brothers country music and gospel music greats as the bass singer and sort of the comedian of the foursome harold reed brother of don reed a member of the statler brothers he died at the age of 80 in his native Stanton, Virginia. As Harold Reed sang bass in the Grammy-winning country group with their hits like Flowers on the Wall and also some of their other hits include Bed of Roses and Hello, Mary Lou, Goodbye, Heart. That would be Harold singing the Goodbye Heart part if you've ever heard that. As Harold Reed, a member of the Country Music Hall of Fame and the Gospel Music Hall of Fame and like I said, he was sort of a comedian. He was actually a certified comedian. He, he also went out and did comedy gigs, evidently, from time to time. But a very beloved member of the Statler Brothers, as the Statler Brothers formed back in 1948. And these guys, the Reed, they were all friends with the original founders of the Statler Brothers. And then they took the sort of banner over when the quartet switched to country music back in 64. After meeting Johnny Cash and joining his road show, they sang on some of Johnny Cash's hits, by the way, and a, a great country music group for many, many decades. They retired roughly 20 years ago and maybe occasionally played around Stanton, but unfortunately, a key member, one of the two brothers that were part of the actual Statler Brothers, Harold Reed, bass singer of the Statler Brothers, passing away over the weekend at age 80. Now, a update to a story from the state of Mississippi. A television star, a star of the Showtime series The Chai, has been caught in the state of Mississippi, arrested for drugs and weapons. 
as Jason Mitchell, who portrayed Brandon Johnson on the cable series The Chai. He appeared on the first two seasons of that, arrested this past week during a traffic stop in Gulfport, and he was released later that day on a $150,000 surety bond. Deputies searched Mitchell's SUV and found about two pounds of marijuana wrapped in separate packages, along with a bag of 1,300 dosage units of ecstasy, and deputies also found an AK-47 firearm and a Glock 9mm pistol with extended magazines. Yes, a representative for the actor said that news stories move fast and oftentimes without all the facts. This misunderstanding will be resolved shortly. The 33-year-old New Orleans actor Mitchell faces multiple counts, including possession of a controlled substance with an intent to distribute and possession of a firearm by a felon. By the way, the third season of The Chai, drama about life in a neighborhood on the south side of Chicago, playing without Mitchell, who was fired amid allegations of misconduct. You think? And that was before this story coming out of Harrison County, Mississippi. But this star, the New Orleans native, in a whole lot of trouble as, again, this Chai star arrested for drugs, weapon charges, and more. Jason Mitchell in a lot of hot water on the Mississippi Gulf Coast and finally if you got a few extra dollars and you want to spend it on a good cause how about the estate of dale earnhardt the intimidator as team owner for dale earnhardt richard childress is now going to auction off one of dale earnhardt's race cars to raise money for coronavirus relief efforts and a great gesture there by the owner rcr racing and more as they put out a tweet saying i've got memories of every one of these cars but i know the suffering that's going on it's a small sacrifice on my part to part with one of these cars and if you want to get in on the fun you can go to the richard shoulders racing account at rcr racing and learn how you can contribute there a news release from the racing officials don't specify which of dale earnhardt's trademark number three race cars is going up for auction Childress tweeted out that parting with one of the cars is again a small sacrifice as Dale Earnhardt died in a crash on the last lap of the 2001 Daytona 500 at the Daytona International Speedway. The eBay site for the auction doesn't list a deadline for bidding on items. The Richard Childress Racing Unit based in Welcome, North Carolina, which I think is around Lexington, North Carolina, because that is the hometown of one Richard Childress and NASCAR country there in that part of the tar hill state but yeah if you'd like to own a good old good good wrench black number three dale earnhardt car i don't know how many of these things actually exist but you have an opportunity to auction on this bad boy and help fund a virus relief work there in the state of north carolina with your donations and your efforts and that is what's going on with the headlines of the South here on today's Y'all Show. We've got some business headlines. It's part of our Southern Business Report. We'll tell you how the Attorney General of the state of Mississippi is planning on suing China. Also, Steve Harvey, he's got something to say about Brian Kemp, governor of the state of Georgia. Georgia, where, of course, Steve Harvey lives. All that's coming up as part of our Southern Business Report. And all that's coming up next. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. (sighs) 
For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CBS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. A social distancing tip. While the CDC urges you to avoid close contact, like hugging or shaking hands, there are other non-physical ways to say hello. Wave, wink, use sign language, salute, smile, give the peace sign, throw up an air high five, do jazz hands. Remember, stay a minimum of six feet or two arms length away from others and stay home if you can. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. It's totally normal to be constipated with belly pain, straining, and bloating again and again. No way. Maybe it's occasional constipation. Maybe it's not. You could have a chronic condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives to help relieve belly pain and let you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Maybe it's not occasional constipation. Learn more at linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. You may be able to talk to a doctor online. Visit linzess.com, sponsored by Allergan and Ironwood. And we're continuing on with everything about the South. This is the Y'all Show. Good to have you back here. Don't forget our website, y'all.com. Our Facebook page on Facebook is y'all.com. Starting out right now with the business headlines as part of our Southern Business Report. As you may have heard on Friday of last week, the governor of the Peach State, Brian Kemp, announced that it looks like hair salons and barbershops opened up on Friday you also had some tattoo parlors give the option to open up their their stores on Friday. Bowling alleys, giving the green light to open up, all with very limited attendance there at their venues and taking other precautions to try to keep the coronavirus from spreading. But Georgia, going out before every other state in the country, opening up a little bit, just kind of turning that tap just slightly to get commerce up and going. And today in the state of Tennessee... The governor, Bill Lee, is letting restaurants open back with a 50% capacity and other guidelines that you must follow in the state of Tennessee. And on Wednesday in the Volunteer State, you got retail businesses opening up with 50% capacity. And again, if it works out, more things will happen. And if it ends up being a disaster, things will revert to where they were before the loosening happened. A lot of people watching what's going on in these two southern states, and I know You have some changes taking place in the state of South Carolina and other southern states going on right now. People trying to realize that, look, we can't be shut in the rest of our lives in our homes. We we do have to have some things up and going. Well, I don't know if y'all listen to Steve Harvey, if you watch him on Family Feud or any of the other beauty contests that he hosts. A little bit of an inside joke there, but Steve Harvey is not exactly happy about the Georgia governor Brian Kemp's decision to open up the state that he lives in to at least in the atlanta area it's it's been really rough there as mayor bottoms has been very vocal against 
the governor coming up with this plan to open business up right now. Maybe in another week or two, things would be different, but a lot of people are upset. And we're going to go in and listen to this clip of Steve Harvey talking about the governor opening up this event. And he, he says that he wants Georgia residents to stay home. Let's go in and hear this comedian and TV host and funny guy, Steve Harvey, He's not so funny here. He's got a serious message to the governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp. Uh, Today is the day that the uh, state of Georgia has opened up. I don't care what nobody say. Forget all of that. Atlanta is Georgia. Georgia is Atlanta. If you take Atlanta and Hartsfield Airport out of here, they'll close this state down. This is how much of a metropolis that Atlanta has become has probably the busiest airport in this nation. It's only two at one, and the only only one can rival it, I think, is Denver. But this is busy, man. Um, This governor has made a decision, and only God knows what the decision is for. But it is based on nothing about concern for us. I live in Atlanta. Uh, Several of us on the morning show live in Atlanta. There is nothing in this that shows that he cares about the constituents of this city. Now, listen to me, man. This that this man is talking about doing, for lack of a better word, this is flat-out stupidity. This is reckless behavior. It's downright really criminal what he's doing because he's sending the wrong message against all doctors, all science, the Center for Disease Control, the the Coronavirus Task Force, nobody, FEMA, every agency, all of the healthcare workers on the front line, the first responders, everyone to the letter says it's too early to come back. We have nothing, and we're going to endanger our lives at a barbershop so we can go get a haircut, so we can get a perm, or get our hair put in, get it, get a set and roll, what, what, so we can go bowling. Are we that simple of a people so we can go bowling? You, you've got to be kidding me, man. You've really did This is absurd. This makes no damn logical sense at all. And that was Steve Harvey. I think that was from his morning show that he has, a little clip there of the Georgia resident who does a lot in Georgia. Of course, he films a lot of his radio and television shows like Family Feud right there in metro Atlanta. And he's not so happy about the governor, Brian Kemp, announcing last week and opening up on Friday barbershops, beauty salons, nail salons, tattoo parlors bowling alleys and maybe a few other categories as atlanta getting hit pretty hard as you heard steve harvey talking about there if nothing else the airport there the main airport of the entire south and i think he wasn't so sure i'm pretty sure that the atlanta airport is the busiest airport in the world not just in the south or even the country i think it's the busiest airport in the world steve you ought to know that as much as you fly in and out of that bad boy there on the south side of Atlanta, 
but yeah, a lot of people concerned, and let's hope, let's all hope that Brian Kemp, governor, his decision is going to be the right decision because whether we want to agree or not, it's been done, and when we, we if it works in Georgia, perhaps it'll work in every other city and state of the entire country we can try to get back to a more normal routine sooner than later well mississippi's going to try to get back to a normal routine but they're going to have to have a little bit of help to do that and that includes financial help and now the attorney general of the magnolia state lynn fitch who's entering her first year as the attorney general i think she had been the uh, financial statewide financial position of the state of mississippi prior to being attorney general and she switched jobs there within the government of Mississippi here this year. She is, amongst a couple other states, filing lawsuits against the Communist Party of China for the outbreak of the coronavirus. As she says that Mississippi has to hold China accountable. As Lynn Fitch was on the weekend, she was on Fox News visiting, I think, with Fox and Friends. And let's go hear the Attorney General and a Holly Springs, Mississippi native talking with the Fox News Channel host about the decision to sue China. Well, I'll tell you, my role as the Attorney General is to protect all Mississippians, their health, their security, and their prosperity. So by bringing this suit, it allows Mississippians to seek justice and hold China accountable. Because if you look at what they've done, this has been a very malicious, it's been a very dangerous cover-up. The coronavirus has killed The coronavirus has caused serious medical damage and harm across our country, our state. Um, It's destroyed our businesses, and it's functionally altered the way Americans will live. So we have to rebuild. Um, And so we see the damages, the the issues that they have caused Mississippians. So I'm bringing this suit on behalf of Mississippians. Attorney General, I would never never count out or mess with Mississippi. But what are the prospects of this lawsuit against one of the largest countries on the planet uh, who's going to want to just swat it aside, doesn't even take responsibility on the international stage? Well, that's true. I mean, it's certainly a tough lawsuit. However, it's the right thing to do. We must hold them accountable. They have gone in and they have silenced doctors and journalists, uh, whistleblowers. Uh, They have caused us not to be prepared. And this has damaged us on so many levels. Loss of life, uh, economic damages. And so it's a tough one, but we're going to win because we're going to hold them accountable. And we must do that in order to make them um, not to t- go down this path. You know, they, they cannot continue to deceive and take advantage of America. Mississippi Attorney General Lynn Fitch talking there with Pete Hexett of Fox News Channel about the Magnolia State's decision to sue China and hold them accountable for the outbreak of the coronavirus. And I know Missouri is also suing, and there's been a few other states that are looking or or already joining in. It will probably be a class action lawsuit before it's all over with against China. Now, will China pay? They ought to, but something's got to be done, and why not? What do they have to lose? And lastly, coronavirus-related story we'll tell you about here. Have you heard of Brookshire Grocery Company? They're giving nearly 14,000 employees an additional special bonus installment that equals up to a half week's pay in recognition and gratitude of their service during the pandemic. That, according to a press release from the company, this is a second discretionary bonus complement, a first bonus given back in March for a total of one week's pay. This is in addition to a temporary pay increase of a dollar per hour through May 1st, 2020. Now, Brookshire has already invested $8 million, including the first half week's bonus pay. 
increased wages for those in their store and logistics and an extra employee discount on site meals and a compensation plan. All this, again, at Brookshire Grocery Company. The chief OO is Trent Brookshire saying, I'm so incredibly proud of our amazing team that continues to serve our communities with unwavering commitment every day. Now, Brookshire Grocery is based in Tyler, Texas, and they're a regional family-owned grocery business employing more than 15,000 individuals in Texas, Louisiana, and Arkansas. The company operates more than 180 stores under the Brookshire's Super One Foods, Fresh by Brookshire's, and Spring Market Banners along with distribution centers and more. So if you're in those couple of southern states, you might be familiar with Brookshire, and they're doing a heck of a job giving employees gift checks and investing $8 million into the workforce. Good on you, Brookshire and Super One Foods. They're out of Texas. And that is a quick look at some business stories here on today's Y'all Show. When we come back, we're going to switch over from business talk to goofy talk, courtesy of Hashtag Hullabaloo. This is where social media brings to us some of the fun stuff and educational stuff and some good food-related stuff that we'll be passing along as we conclude this first hour of the Monday Y'all Show. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. A social distancing tip. Keeping your distance from others is important in slowing the spread of coronavirus. So here are some fun things to do alone. Read a book. Take a walk. Unpack your suitcase from that trip you took last September. Paint a self-portrait. Catch up on a TV series. Do a puzzle. Remember, we should all stay home to lower the risk for everyone. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Do you have constipation with belly pain, straining, and bloating that keeps coming back? Take the five-question gut check to see if it could be more than occasional constipation. It could be irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBS-C. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription medication that treats IBS-C in adults. Linzess is not a laxative. It works differently. Linzess helps relieve belly pain and lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor about whether Linzess is right for you. Go to Linzess.com to take the five-question gut check. That's L-I-N-Z-E-S-S dot com. Or call 1-800-LINZESS. Don't forget, Hour 2, we got a quick look at the sports headlines from the weekend, including NFL Draft Recap. 
And our Takapola storyteller, Jerry Short, will be on. It's going to be a lot of fun, and that's coming up in just a handful of minutes when we get Hour 2 underway. But we're going to wrap up this first hour of the Y'all Show with hashtag hullabaloo. And this is social media fun. Starting out our week here, let's go right into the social media fun, courtesy of Elaine LaMare, Chef LaMare. And this is a Miami chef, a Miami top 40 under 40, a Caribbean-born chef to watch, co-owner of at sensory underscore D. Not familiar with that restaurant, but I'll take you where there. Elaine LaMare, that you're a good chef. If you're top 40 under 40 in a place like Miami, then you must be doing something right there, chef. Yes, chef. <laughs> All right. Well, here's what Elaine LaMare is putting out on social media here this week. And it caught my attention because it says y'all, but it's got a great picture. And I'm going to teach you some words you might not be familiar with in case you're not quite as a, a sophisticated chef. as Chef LaMare. Chef LaMare writes on Twitter, shrimp and grits, y'all. Hashtag Southern Cuisine, hashtag Caribbean Cuisine. And he's got a photo attached to this. And I got to tell you what it is. It's a picture of shrimp and grits, but it's unlike anything I've seen. It looks delicious, by the way. But it's got a picture, and then you, you really need a description of what in the world it is. So what he's got here going is a, about a five-section area of shrimp and grits. And it's not in a bowl. It's not on a plate. It looks like it's kind of an appetizer, if, if I had to explain it to you. So let me tell you what in, is in the picture. And he's got little arrows pointing to each item of his version of shrimp and grits coming from Miami. Okay? By the way, he's co-producer of Le Chef TV Show, if you want to check that out. L-E-C-H-E-F-T-V Show. Le Chef TV Show. And the top, if you're looking at this image... The top is what's called a Parmesan Toulé is on top, followed by a shrimp, followed by microgreens. Then toward the bottom, you got Cajun tomato sauce, and at the very bottom, grits. I don't think I need to tell you what grits are. I doubt I need to tell you what shrimp is. But there's three other products here on this version of shrimp and grits coming from Chef Le Maire that I want to tell you about. Parmesan Toulé. Then he's got he's got microgreens and then Cajun tomato sauce. And if you're like me, you're a little bit confused on what this. First off, what the heck is Tulay? T-U-I-L-E. I'm sorry. I didn't grow up learning this fancy word. Tulay. Tulay is a baked wafer. It's originated in France. And it is usually arced in shape. It's wafer thin, crisp, sweet, or savory. And it's made most often from dough, often served as an accompaniment of other dishes. Tulay is the French word for tile after the shape of roof tiles that the arced baked good most often resembled. So it's a little wafer. So as I said, this isn't exactly shrimp and grits that you might see served in a big old bowl or a big old plate. This is like a, a little appetizer type shrimp and grits. And so you, you got your little Tulay wafer on top. Then below the Tulay, the Parmesan Tulay, by the way, is shrimp. And below the shrimp is microgreens, all right? What the heck's microgreens? They're vegetable greens, but not to be confused with sprouts or shoots. These vegetable greens harvested just after the cotyledon leaves have developed and possibly with one set of true leaves. Grown or purchased by people focused on nutrition or else are used as 
both a visual and flavor component, primarily in fine dining restaurants like Chef Le Maire's. Chefs use colorful microgreens to enhance the attractiveness and taste of their dishes with distinct, delicate textures and unique flavors. And those flavors include sweet and spicy. Microgreens are actually smaller than what's called baby greens, and those baby greens would be spinach, kale, arugula, and radicchio, and they're harvested later than sprouts. Among upscale grocers, microgreens are now considered a specialty genre of greens, good for garnishing salads, soups, sandwiches, and plates. So this isn't exactly a big old collard green on the middle of your your shrimp and grits with a tulay. This is microgreens. I really don't even know what it is, but if you're a fine restaurant, you know what a microgreen is. That's part of the chef's ingredients for shrimp and grits. And then the last thing, as you work your way down again with the Parmesan tulay on top, followed by the shrimp, and then the microgreens. Below the microgreens, you want to season those up with Cajun tomato sauce. Now, you can Google, get your own Cajun tomato sauce, but what makes Cajun tomato sauce different than your run-of-the-mill tomato sauce, or maybe your run-of-the-mill Cajun sauce? Here's a few ingredients I found from a recipe that you can Google yourself and find. Four cups of tomato sauce, then three-quarters of a cup yellow onions diced, a half cup celery diced, a half cup of bell pepper diced, a clove of garlic, bay leaf, and then a half teaspoon of Cajun seasoning, and then a half teaspoon of cayenne pepper powder. That makes up your Cajun tomato sauce, different from your regular old Cajun or regular old tomato sauce. And that, if you mix it all together, you got you a fancy, real fancy, shrimp and grits dish. And we want to thank Chef Alan Lamare, a legacy Miami Top 40 Under 40 chef, for providing that. So shrimp and grits, not just something you can stick in a bowl. You can put it on a big plate and make a lot of money as a chef in places like Miami serving that bad boy up. Up next, let's go to UMC Pastor slowly forgetting what day it is. (laughs) I guess that's because he's in the middle of the pandemic. On Twitter, at UMC underscore common sense. Not all stories are mine. I share many things from others anonymously. Have one to share? Just dm me that's at umc underscore common sense by the way all right here's what umc pastor slowing down forgetting what day it is says i've lived in communities in the south where there wasn't a grocery store within two miles yes many people ignoring stay-at-home orders but there are many many more who have to drive at least two miles to get to even a basic store new york city and benno mississippi I think it actually is Benoit. It's not Benoit. It's New York City and Benoit. I got to work on this. I know where it is. I'll tell you where it is in just a second. New York City and Benoit, Mississippi are not the same. Hashtag COVID-19. Thank you, UMC pastor, slowly forgetting what day it is. First up, Benoit, Mississippi is in Bolivar County. That is where Cleveland, Mississippi is in the Mississippi Delta. Benoit is in southwestern bolivar county it's essentially on the way down to greenville is where you'll find benoit and that would be just off of what us 61 i think population of benoit right around 477 back in the 2010 census and that's down from a 611 they've lost people in benoit since the 2000 census they had over 600 people living there in southwestern bolivar county mississippi now what's benoit famous for in mississippi 
Well, that's where you'll find the 1956 Ellie Kazan movie Baby Doll, shot on location at the Burris House in Benoit. And many of the local residents of Benoit played minor roles in that 1956 Baby Doll. And that was a screenplay of Tennessee Williams, who grew up in Columbus, Mississippi. As again, Ellie Kazan directed this and produced it alongside Tennessee Williams, who starred in the 56 movie Baby Doll, Carl Malden, as well as Carol Baker and Eli Wallach, all in this movie, based on 27 Wagons Full of Cotton by Tennessee Williams. I have not seen that. But again, at the Burris House. Let me tell you about Burris House. Burris House is, I think, the only only antebellum home, meaning before the Civil War, that survived the Civil War in all of Bolivar County. And do you know how it survived the Civil War? A beautiful building that's been restored. And, and right there again, Baby Doll was filmed there. And it's right there available for you there in Benoit, Mississippi, to look at today. I don't know if you can go there and stay or take pictures on the inside, but it's a lovely structure. And the reason that thing was not burnt down by those darn Yankees in the Civil War was because of, get this, the University of Virginia. Go Wahoos. The owner of that place, the Burris House, when the Civil War was going on and the Yankees came through, was a graduate of UVA. And the Yankee colonel that was in charge of the area was also a UVA alum, and he sent orders not to burn the Burris House and Benoit, Mississippi down. And today, that structure is the only pre-Civil War building in that entire county of Mississippi, if not in the entire county, at least in the Benoit area. And there is a really neat twist to civil war history you just never know i don't know if the owner of the house knew the union colonel who was it might have been a general for all i know who was likely burning down every plantation around the area or just because they had that uva connection at thomas jefferson's school that he created there in charlottesville but yeah maybe they were just great cavalier fans of course there was no cavalier sports teams in 1861 But because of the University of Virginia, it saved that house from being burnt down in, of all places, not Virginia, but the great state of Mississippi, specifically Bolivar County, Mississippi. How about that? You just never know what you're going to find out here on hashtag hullabaloo. And that will wrap up our quick look at what's going on on a social media front. When we come back in hour two, hey, we've got a quick look at some of the weekend sports headlines. Sadly, a former Tulane basketball player in the news for killing someone in Georgia, and also a signee to the University of Louisville football team shot and killed over the weekend in Orlando, Florida. I've got the headlines of both of those and much, much more, including NFL draft analysis, plus our Takapola storyteller Jerry Short also coming on in Hour 2 of this, the show that's all about the South. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. (sighs) 
For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. A social distancing tip. Putting distance between yourself and others is critical to slowing the spread of coronavirus. So here are ways to stay in contact without the physical contact part. Call, send a text, set up a video conference, post on social media, dedicate a song on the radio. If you have symptoms of fever, dry cough, and shortness of breath, call your health care provider before going to their office. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. It's totally normal to be constipated with belly pain, straining, and bloating again and again. No way. Maybe it's occasional constipation. Maybe it's not. You could have a chronic condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives to help relieve belly pain and let you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Maybe it's not occasional constipation. Learn more at linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. You may be able to talk to a doctor online. Visit linzess.com, sponsored by Allergan and Ironwood. Welcome, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear, filling in for Smokey on his birthday. Because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Just look at the news. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless. And I'm not just talking about obvious things like campfires or letting your totally sweet nephew, Francis, play with matches. I'm talking about dumping your used barbecue coals willy-nilly or parking your car on tall, dry grass. That can lead to... Oof! Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. But listen... Being a South Carolinian, I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous, deciduous, or new car scented. So if you love the outdoors like me, go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention, because fire safety is always in season. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. It's the second hour of the Y'all Show. Good to have you back. We've got our storyteller via Takapola, Jerry Short. He is coming up in the very next segment. It's going to be fun, as it always is, chatting with old Jerry. If you want to connect to Jerry or talk talk with us about anything going on in your neck of the forest, 803-816-1170 is the way you can connect to us. Let's start out this hour with a quick look back at some of the sports headlines from the weekend we've got a lot to say about the nfl draft and some other nfl news a lot of quarterback news out of the nfl that we'll get to but first let's start out with some college basketball maneuvers and sadly we've got a really tragic story coming from the world of college basketball Tulane basketball player Tashawn hightower has been arrested in stockbridge georgia 
and charged with murder in connection to a homicide there as he was Tulane's their leading scorer this past season and now being held in the Henry County, Georgia jail without bail, charged with felony murder, aggravated assault, possession of a firearm during the commission of a felony and battery. He was scheduled to appear in a court appearance on Sunday. Now, Tulane announced that Hightower had been dismissed from the team following his arrest. He's a native of Lithonia, Georgia, and he transferred to Tulane after playing for the Georgia Bulldogs for two seasons. He announced back on April 18th that he was entering the NBA draft, but still had one season of eligibility remaining, and he may end up coming back if, if this little issue off the field, actually a big issue, had not happened. According to the Henry County, Georgia Police incident report, it indicated a shooting occurred at an apartment complex just before 11 a.m. back on April 8th, and Devonte Anthony Long was shot and later died at a hospital, dying at the age of of 24 now hightower a six foot five junior at tulane averaged 15.9 points per, per game and 4.6 rebounds and the one and only season he had for the green wave in new orleans but again the guard for tulane to sean hightower now charged with murder in henry county georgia a former western kentucky hilltopper star has passed away no reason given for his death at the age of 40 but two-time ap all-america honorable mention chris marcus has passed away the school confirmed that he died in his hometown of charlotte north carolina considered one of western kentucky's most dominant big men the seven foot one marcus he had 1113 points and over 750 rebounds for western kentucky and led the nation at 12.1 rebounds per game in the year 2001 he was the sunbelt conference player of the year back in 2001 and went on to win his second consecutive Defensive Player of the Year award there in Bowling Green, Kentucky. But again, he's passed away at age 40, former Western Kentucky Hilltopper star, one of the greats there in Bowling Green, Chris Marcus. The South Carolina Gamecocks have announced that A.J. Lawson, the leading scorer for Frank Martin's ball club, has declared for the NBA draft as the Gamecocks are maybe going to lose him he tried to go to the nba last year but ended up backtracking and coming back to columbia for a fantastic season he's actually a native of toronto he's a six foot six combo guard and was considered a prospect for the nba when he came to columbia two years ago he entered the draft last year but was not invited to the league's combine so he came back to columbia now lawson started all 31 games for frank martin this past season averaging averaging a team best 13.4 points a game The NBA draft, by the way, is scheduled. It's a combine for the NBA draft, scheduled May 21st through 24th. But one of the stars of the SEC, and certainly for the Gamecocks, A.J. Lawson, declaring for the NBA draft. And one last college basketball item to pass along before we move on to other sports headlines from the weekend. It looks like the Wake Forest Demon Deacons are going to make a change at head coach as Danny Manning has been fired as Wake's head basketball coach after spending six seasons on Tobacco Road. The Demon Deacons never finished above 500 in ACC play under the former Kansas great, and he had a 14-42 and conference record over these past three seasons. Last year, Coach Manning and the Deeks were 13-18 and overall, 6-14 and in ACC play, finishing in a tie for last in the Atlantic Coast Conference. Now, the Demon Deacons looking for a new head basketball coach after Danny Manning, 
Again, former Jayhawk great, former Los Angeles Clippers great of the late 80s, early 90s, out as the head coach after coming to Wake from his time leading the Tulsa Golden Hurricane. Sad news in the world of college football. Louisville Cardinal football signee Dexter Rents shot and killed in Orlando over the weekend. The Orlando Police Department confirmed that Rents died in a shooting on Saturday night, a shooting that left three others injured. He was only 18 years old. Louisville football coach Scott Satterfield issuing a statement saying that the team is deeply saddened to hear about the passing of Dexter Rents. He was a great young man who had a contagious personality and was able to light up a room with his smile. He was a great kid to be around and will be missed. Our thoughts and prayers go out to the Rents family during this extremely difficult time. Now, in the Orlando area, he went to school at Okoe High School, and he signed with Louisville back in December. He was a receiver and was a team captain there at Okoe, Florida's high school and a tremendous athlete. He's also a track standout there in Orlando. But again, sad news, 18-year-old Dexter Rents, a Louisville Cardinal football signee, a wide receiver shot and killed over the weekend. Unfortunate news coming from the NFL ranks. Quarterback Jay Cutler, retired QB of the Chicago Bears and also Denver Broncos and a former Vanderbilt quarterback great. He and his wife of many years, Kristen Cavallari, have announced they are divorcing after being together a decade. Now, she's a TV personality and I think a reality TV star. She announced this over her Instagram feed over the weekend with a statement saying, With great sadness, after 10 years together, we have come to a loving conclusion to get a divorce. We have nothing but love and respect for one another and are deeply grateful for the years shared, memories made, and the children we are so proud of. Now, the two married back in 2013 and have three children ages seven, five, and four. All boys, by the way. At 36-year-old, Jay Cutler's been released or out of the league for a couple of years. He played in the NFL for 12 seasons, including eight with the Bears and three with the Denver Broncos. And he played one more season with the Miami Dolphins after coming out of retirement. But yes, his wife, the star of Very, Very Cavalieri, was the show that she's been on. They were a divorcing. Now, I know they lived in the Nashville area for many years. They're sort of off-season home, and I think they just sold last year a home they had in the Brentwood area of Nashville. But, yes, Jay Cutler, Commodore, and NFL great, he and his wife, Kristen, divorcing after many years together. Another QB retired in the NFL to tell you about, Tony Romo. Hey, tune in on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday as the Golf Channel is going to have a 54-hole fundraising tournament that Tony Romo is taking part of, and that's going to go down at the Carrollton, Texas Merido Golf Club, of which Jordan Spieth is a member. I don't think Jordan Spieth is going to be playing in this, again, fundraising tournament taking place in the Metroplex of Dallas. But yes, they're going to have a tournament spread over three days, Tuesday through Thursday, and Oh, yeah, Tony Romo, the CBS sports analyst and former Dallas Cowboy quarterback, is pretty darn good on a golf course, and it'll be fun to see this event, a event which will have 72 players. Each will pay $250 to enter, and the fees go into the club's caddies, by the way, there. And it's a fundraising event that you, hopefully, I think the Golf Channel is going to have either on the broadcast channel or streaming available for you now they're in the metroplex the charles schwab challenge is set for colonial 
in Fort Worth, June 11th through 14th. That's the first date scheduled as of right now for the PGA Tour to resume. No audience will be there, no spectators in Fort Worth in mid-June. And then after that, they head, I think, straight to Hilton Head for the Heritage Tournament there at Sea Pines. And that also with no spectators here in the middle of June. But it looks like some golf to be played and maybe a, another cho- choice for you to see. I think this past NFL draft over Thursday through Saturday had some of the highest ratings they've ever received for the NFL draft. And maybe right now with the lack of any kind of live sports action, anything's better than nothing, right? More NFL quarterback stories the past long years. We look back at the weekend in sports. The New Orleans football Saints have agreed to re-sign QB Taysom Hill with a deal signing him through 2021 as this is a two-year deal, which will take the place of the one-year $4.641 million tender that had previously offered as a restricted free agent. And this is a guy in Hill who's played quarterback. He's lined up in the backfield. I think he's been a receiver. He's been a punt returner. He's a Swiss Army knife for Coach Payton and the New Orleans Saints, and now he's going to be on the team for at least a a little bit more. This new deal, by the way, is worth $21 million, including a $16 million fully guaranteed signing, plus a million dollars more in performance incentives. Not bad pay for Taysom Hill of the New Orleans Saints. Now, the fun thing about New Orleans quarterbacks is you got Drew Brees coming back for year 2020, Taysom Hill now signed, and it looks like if the ink is signed, it's going to be Jameis Winston, a backup quarterback for the Saints here in 2020. As Winston has been essentially run out of Tampa Bay after leading that franchise for the last five years, now that Tom Brady is the heir apparent at quarterback for the Bucks, so pretty good backfield if you have to have to say it for coach payton and the saints heading into 2020 now to the just completed nfl draft of 2020 how about those bayou Bengals? lsu had 14 players selected in the nfl draft that ties a seven round record and boy it started with joe burrow going number one to the cincinnati Bengals, and grant delpit and a whole bunch of other great players for lsu moving on to the nfl again 14 players the sec had a total of 63 players drafted here and this just completed draft and that was just one shy of a record 64 players taken in a seven round draft every single sec team had a player taken with one exception that would be the mississippi land sharks and if you look back at the draft according to sportingnews.com they're giving grades to this nfl draft that finished up on saturday and about 13 teams got a grades Pretty, uh, very good draft for, according to Sporting News, for a lot of these teams. And the top number pick, the the best franchise, according to them, with an A plus rating, the Minnesota Vikings, with Justin Jefferson of LSU heading to Minneapolis. Also, they got offensive tackle Ezra Cleveland and a whole bunch of other great players heading to the Twin Cities to beef up the Vikings. Another team that got very high marks, the Baltimore Ravens, as they ended up getting Devin Duvernay out of Texas at wide receiver. They also got wide receiver James Prochet and also linebacker Patrick Queen heading to Baltimore to be a Raven. The Dallas Cowboys got an A+. Oklahoma's C.D. Lamb is big D-bound as well as cornerback Trevon Diggs. 
Also, the Cincinnati Bengals with that Burrow guy getting the number one overall pick, he's going to be a QB for them. But how about T. Higgins out of Clemson? He's also going to be a Cincinnati Bengal as well as a bunch of other great players. Those Tampa Bay Bucks, in addition to getting Tom Brady to Tampa here, here in the draft, they got a great rating from Sporting News. Tristan Wirfs, offensive tackle, going to be at Tampa Bay to protect Tom Brady. Also, they had Khalil Davis, defensive tackle, heading to be a Buccaneer. The Cardinals with very high rankings there in the NFL draft. Also, a lot of love to the Carolina Panthers. Matt Rule, the new coach, he had all of his drafts come on the defensive side of the ball, starting out with Auburn's Derrick Brown, defensive tackle, signing to go to the the Charlotte to be a Carolina Panther, assuming he does get signed. They also got a really cool guy out of Greer, South Carolina, Troy Pride, a Notre Dame star, going to be a Carolina Panther. The Giants got an A ranking, good for them. And those rankings, some of the players heading to the G-men include Andrew Thomas, offensive tackle, and Xavier McKinney, a safety. The Buffalo Bills, they got Jake Fromm from Georgia in the draft as a quarterback. Also, A.J. Espinosa, he's also going to be a Buffalo Bill. The Titans in Nashville, offensive tackle Isaiah Wilson being drafted by them, as well as Cole McDonald, a quarterback, going to be a Tennessee Titan, assuming they can make the roster. The 49ers also, with high marks, they ended up getting a kid out of the Gamecocks to be a 49er, and that'd be Javon Kinlaw, going to be there, a defensive tackle joining his former Gamecock wide receiver there. Also, you have Cleveland Browns getting an A-minus here with Grant Delpit of LSU, a safety heading to Cleveland. The Jaguars got an A-minus in the Sporting News rankings, and that was, I think, the last team that got an A. Everybody from that point on got Bs. The team that ended up having the worst draft, according to SportingNews.com, That would be the Green Bay Packers. Remember, they got Utah State's Jordan Love in round one to be a backup for Aaron Rodgers, and he didn't like that, evidently. They also got A.J. Dillon at running back to be a Packer. But according to Sporting News, the Packers had the worst draft in the NFL. All up for speculation. All up for opinion, of course. What's not up for speculation or opinion? Jerry Short, our Takapola storyteller, is coming up next. And stay tuned for that right here on Y'all. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. A social distancing tip. While the CDC urges you to avoid close contact, like hugging or shaking hands, there are other non-physical ways to say hello. Wave, wink, use sign language, salute, smile, give the peace sign, throw up an air high five, do jazz hands. Remember, stay a minimum of six feet or two arms length away from others and stay home if you can. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. It's totally normal to be constipated with belly pain, straining, and bloating again and again. No way. Maybe it's occasional constipation. Maybe it's not. You could have a chronic condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription that treats IBSC in adults. 
Linzess works differently than laxatives to help relieve belly pain and let you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Maybe it's not occasional constipation. Learn more at linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. You may be able to talk to a doctor online. Visit linzess.com. Sponsored by Allergan and Ironwood. Well, I never was the kind to wear my feelings on my sleeve. Since I've met you, girl, there's been a world of change in me. Well, I've got to say I love you. Hope you like the sound of that. Cause I can't keep it under this old hat. Under this old hat is the head you turned around. And the heart you stole away the day we met. Old hats, two arms that long to hold you tight And the boots I'd walk the soles off of To be here by your side And every night in my prayers There's just one thing I ask That the man you love will always be Under this old hat Hey there, welcome to the Y'all Show Talk with a Southern Accent As we begin a new week here on the Y'all Show Hats off to you and we have a reason that yours truly has a hat on as we welcome you into the Takapola Storyteller portion of our show. This the show that's all about the Southeast. And our Takapola Storyteller is one Jerry Short. And he's on with us right now. And if I had to take a guess, I bet you Jerry looks a lot like me right now. And there's only one way to find out. we got to go right to Takapola and do a little visual chat with Jerry Short. And there he is. And yes, he's got on his cap. So why are we wearing hats here? Uh, well, take put that hat back on, Jerry. You're about as bad as me here with the way you look right now. As this coronavirus has us going without haircuts and more. And some of us are looking pretty shabby. And we need to keep these hats on, whether they're cowboy hats or baseball caps. I think I got you beat on the shabbiness. <laughs> yeah, you missed out. I got mine cut around March 17th, around Man, St. Patty's Day. She's going to uh, take the pruning scissors and get mine. Is she? Okay, well, she's not there, so you're going to have uh, to. Tell me to get a haircut for about a month before Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're you're going to have to listen to her going forward, Jerry Short. We're wearing hats here for a reason. Again, it's hiding our ugly hair right now. Maybe y'all have hats on, but it's also the time of year that we can wear caps. And it's the time of year where I've got my straw cap on because we officially hit Easter. And we can go from our felt hat, kind of what Jerry has on, to more of the straw hat. And Jerry, I don't think you've got a really good straw hat. We need to work on that. Perhaps one of our hat makers. I'm, I'm kind of... Uh... Texan, you know, okay. Oklahoma. Well, they wear hats a lot. And what I have on, Jerry, you may or may not be able to tell, it's not really truly a cowboy hat. It's more of a southern gentleman's hat because I, I fancy myself as a southern gentleman. But whether I am or not is certainly not what up can- from... Hmm? 
You, you don't think I'm a southern gentleman? No, I was going to get a uh, hat similar to this one. Okay. And uh, uh, I was up in Texas, up close to San Antonio, where they make hats for the, all the cowboys. John Wayne had his there. I let them fit me, and I let them set me up, and then I said, and then they started, you want to put a band around it? You want to put uh, silver on it? You want to blah, blah, blah. I said, what's the cost? Uh, 4000 I said, I tell you what, I think I'll come back and think about this. 4000 buckaroos <laughs> for a hat. That's it, John Wayne and the rest of the board. Well, Jerry, you're a native of the Magnolia State, and I'm a native of the Powell Meadows State. And I had this philosophy growing up that unless you were from Texas, maybe Oklahoma, or further west, you had no business wearing a cowboy hat unless you were a real cowboy. And frankly... Well, you didn't come up to 50. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm all for wearing caps and hats and fedoras, but I'm talking specifically cowboy hats, what you're wearing there. I had this personal sort of hatred toward people in the South that try to dress like cowboys and they probably have never stepped in cow poo in their life. That and and they're not from Texas. If you grew up in let's say Tennessee, Kentucky, Virginia, the Carolinas, Alabama, even Mississippi, and you're wearing the whole rodeo getup, and you've never been around a cow or a horse, then I've got a problem with that personally. That's why I've never actually bought a cowboy hat. The best I can go with is these sort of a straw hat, straw hat more of a fedora hat. That's, that's cool, but I got a lot of Texas background, you know. Well, well, I was I gonna. Look, what I was gonna say is, you you may not have heard me. I'm okay with if you live in any of our 16 southern states and you have some kind of cattle background or horse background. And if you want to yeah. have that cattle look, then I'm I'm not going to fight you on that. I just don't like the fake cowboys. Is what I'm trying to get at, Jerry. No, I'm I'm a semi real. Semi real, you know, but I wear a baseball cap. Yeah, and, uh, well, that's one thing I was going to talk to you. You, ha- I've never seen you in all the decades that I've known you. I've never seen you wear a baseball cap. Well, not that this hat looks that good on me. Take a look at that. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, I look round faced with hey, a, do, uh, do the Trump I, thing, I a- Jerry. Do the Trump thing. You know how Trump always has had people accuse him of having fake hair, and then he's pulled on it. Can you kind of help prove that your hair is real? Yeah, mine's real. I'll do it. Well, pull it. I don't believe you. <laughs> and there goes a nice swath of it. Okay, it's it, it's real, and as we said, it's real, and it's in real need of a haircut. Just like it I'm kind of getting you know, there. Like ponytail style. Mm, mm. Man, it really is. Yeah. And I'll, I'll tell you this: that you brought, you always bring up something. It makes me always think of something. That's why we have you on here. I started receding when I was 28 years old. And I thought it was receding. So I went to my barber, and he was selling wigs at the time. <laughs> he convinced me that I needed a wig. A barber? That's not good for barber's business, is it? So I bought a wig for about 50 bucks in 1969 or 70 or something like that, whenever I was 28. And I don't think I ever wore it but one time, and I wore it for a Halloween uh, costume party. But... <laughs> But it wasn't me, and I didn't recede much further, thank goodness. Did did people think it was a costume, or did they think maybe you were actually trying to pull this thing off? I was receding now, I mean, but I put a stop to that. I just said to heck with it. Hmm. I always wore a crew cut, which you are, I couldn't wear a flat top because my head's too round. 
So that knocked out caps really. So it was either it was either a crew cut, which is about like a GI special you get when you go to base. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I get out, you know, and working in cattle or something like that, not that I do that a lot, but uh, I, I usually wear a cowboy hat. Well, it makes you and, feel good. I mean, it makes you feel like a real cowboy here at the y'all well, show. Cowboy here at the y'all show, we've got the whole radio show talk show setup here we got the nice microphone the background the lighting and i'm not saying we're a talk show or a real talk show but we come kind of seem like a talk show when we have all the the tools and and it's hard to be a cowboy if you're out there wearing a three-piece suit well you know the only problem you got if you're out of texas and out west texas or at some point the doggone wind blows so hard you got to hold it down and I don't like to wear that little pull under strap, you know. Mm-hmm. That uh, that makes me feel more like Ron, uh, Roy Rogers <laughs> and uh, Nelly Bell or something. Okay. But uh, as long as your hat will stay on, I don't know how John kept his on through all those fights he, were in, he was in. Not this John. You're talking about that Wayne but fella, right? He did, or Matt Dillon okay. or somebody like that. So I got my first cowboy hat. Going to see my great granddaddy in Snyder, Oklahoma. We stopped in Wichita Falls, went downtown, and my grandmama bought me a fancy, good cowboy hat. I think that thing was about fifteen or twenty dollars, and that would have been probably in fifty-seven. And now I wore so I wore a good hat like this one in fifty-seven. And how much was Thanks it, to my grandmother? Your grandmother bought, I mean, I know you were a spoiled grandkid, but how much did they spend? Uh, definitely. I was the only grandkid, and I only had, my mother was an only child. So, uh, I, you know, I don't know how, if we'd have had two of us, if it had been two of me, uh, I would have eaten one egg a day, I guess. Because it wouldn't have been enough to go around, I don't think. It wasn't from my grandmother. Mm. Mm. Good old grandparents spoiling their kids. Let's get back to your hair, if you don't mind, Jerry. We like your hats. Right. But I have to ask another personal question since you've already proven Please. that's real hair you got there. And yeah. and and just so people wonder, I'm not I'm not ashamed here on my end. Uh this is this is real here too. Real just like President Trump pulls on his. This is this is the real McCoy. Mine's maybe a little receding, but we won't hold that against me. Uh hold I, on one second. Yeah, while I just I'm gonna make like a 30-second exit. Okay. Five-second exit. All right. You do that. He's, he's wait, he, well, he can't handle the hair talk here. He's got to go get his pomade, it looks like, here on today's Y'all Show as he's Jerry Short, our Takapola storyteller. And, uh, and I uh, ask you. Yep, says. Do what now? Uh, uh, you, you, I'm going to show you why I don't work here. All right. Let's go back to Jerry. And why does he not wear hats? Okay. Let me see what you got on. That, that's tr- you read that? It says Trump 2020. That doesn't look too that's bad on you. Yeah. But, but the, the, cap, the, just look how a cap looks on me. I think it looks pretty good. Look, I think I look like I need to be on Gomer Pile. <laughs> well, I need to be working at a service station. You're a military man, and I don't know if in the Army, when you were going through well, the training. I wore Green Beret a lot. Okay. But did, did you have to wear, like when I was going through my military tutelage, your caps had to come down the two finger rule and i'll 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 show you you had to do the two fingers and it had to come down you didn't wear your hats like this is what i was trying to say so prove to me the just like that okay and uh except for the beret and my wife never did like it when i was uh, in that special force 
Mm-hmm. She would call it a barrette. <laughs> she would say, what do you think? You're an artist in France or something? Mm-hmm. So uh, she never would give me credit for wearing a barrette. Yeah, well, it was kind of girly. I don't know why the Special Forces went with kind of a girly look. Yeah, but golly, we were the only ones that wore those kind then, and now everybody wants to wear them. Ah, well, they've gotten they, rid of them now. The military has got, got rid of the beret as a standard issue for some of the uniforms they're going back, which I believe is really neat oh, to yeah, the yeah. World War II. The I got you. Pink and Greens, you. I think, is the nickname of that outfit. We're talking with our Takapolo storyteller, Jerry Short. We're getting some feedback here, Jerry, on our conversation about uh, hats and hair and more. And I love the hat you got on there, but if you don't mind picking on your hair and head once again, I want to talk to you about now that you do have hair, you have a lot of dark hair, but you got some gray hair. So my question to you is, uh, are you, yeah, you got the gray around your ears, which most people do as they age. I've got uh, hair that's gray trying to squeeze in there. When did you first start having gray and when did you accept the fact that you're just going to have to live with it? I remember exactly the first gray hair I had. Okay. I was going to New Orleans down the interstate with my (laughs) shirt off. I was a little thinner then, so I didn't mind. I was in my... I just bought a 78 uh, a Renegade Jeep, Levi, dark blue. Still got it. But uh, anyway, I looked down and I saw gray hair between my chest. And I said, oh, my goodness. I can't have a hair between my chest. It's gray. The person with me, I said, hey, take a look over here. Is this? I pulled it out kind of. I said, is this gray? And uh, they confirmed the fact that I had my first gray hair. So it would have been 1978. That was a new Jeep. It would have been 78, uh, or it might have been the summer of 79. So uh, I made it from 40. I made 23 years. With, is that right? Yeah. Oh, 33 years. I made 33 years without getting a gray hair. And that's tell, not bad. Tell me know? where you found it again on your body. Oh, well, I found it in the uh, middle of my chest. Oh, well, I was riding there without a shirt. Well, what about the and rest I, of your your head? When did you see? Down and I saw one gray hair, long gray hair, just shot out there. And I said, "Man, this can't be." And I was thirty three because that was a seventy eight uh, uh, Renegade uh, Jeep Levi. And what about your gray hair on your head? When did you first start seeing that? Well, on my head? Yeah. That's what I was going with. I'm not... Hey, all the gray hair on your chest hair, most people would never see, but they see it when it's on your on your noggin. Yeah, they, they would have me back then, but, but now, they wouldn't now for sure. Let's see. The first ones around my ear probably popped up when I was pushing 50. And uh, so luckily... If I got hair around my ears when I was 50, I'd fooled around and made it a long time without getting any. And my daddy had cold, cold black hair. And the Indian in us, I I don't know if Indians have uh, hair or not that turn gray or not. Like I saw Jeff Chandler in a movie one time with some gray hair on him. However, uh, I made it to 50 without any hair on uh, gray around my ear. Then it progressively gets more and more and more and more. And uh, that's probably the reason that uh, I need to go back to a uh, crew cut or 
some similar to that, you know. Mm-hmm. And a lot of I could I could go a lot of styles, but I think I'm going to uh, get this hair cut off pretty doggone short, like it should be. And as uh, soon as that opens back up, I may drive to Georgia. And then I heard Oklahoma governor say today, uh, when he was being interviewed by Mr. Wallace, that uh, he didn't think that was George Wallace. You know which one, Mr. Wallace. <laughs> he had a daddy that was a interviewer also. Yeah. Mike. Yeah, I know. You know, I know. You're talking about Chris Wallace. You're talking about yeah. Fox's Chris Wallace. Um, yeah. So, anyway, he, uh, he, he said, uh, I don't think you should be uh, opening up uh, hair, getting haircuts now. You know, we're not ready for that. And, and the guy, the, the governor of Oklahoma said, oh, we're ready. What you do, you calling you set an appointment and if you can't go sit in the chair with to get your normal barber and get your appointments over and then go out you don't have any business getting a haircut anyway so we're opening it up in oklahoma and uh kind of like oklahoma i noticed uh, i had a great granddaddy that died on deep oklahoma past law and out of snyder in a wichita mountain range but uh he uh they have had a pretty good record on their elections the way they vote i think they go just about unanimously hmm. even up at uh tucson uh they go pretty much unanimously for uh the candidate i'm for you yeah i wonder who that would be uh, hey jerry back to was, talking about hair uh, if you don't mind as we're visiting with our taco polo storyteller jerry short and i don't know if you can see it in my angle i've got i got to talk about your mississippi kinsman if you don't mind a guy that had kind of famous hair in fact i got a photo of him here in the background if you don't mind i don't know if you can see here a guy named elvis presley at the famous performance he did in tupelo back in the 50s i just found out that darn elvis presley do you know what he was scared of having gray hair and he dyed his hair i'm sure that's not quite a shock but are you you also know that his hair was the same color as mine. Uh, hold on, hold on. Let me compare. Let me compare. Let me show Elvis. And now here's Jerry. And no, I don't really see the comparison. Anyway, Elvis had brown hair, even in that first movie, Love Me Tender, in 1957, and uh, with Richard Egan and a couple more pretty good actors and actors. Okay. But uh, he had, uh, after that, he dyed all his uh, hair black for all the rest of his movies. I didn't know that. So his hair really was brown. I saw the kid photos of him, and he had sort of that kind of brownish-looking color. He, yeah, he, was, he had brown hair. He was a cute guy. And, uh, yeah. And I, when I knew Vernon, Vernon had gray hair. He already had gray hair. Had a pretty. So his Cherokee Indian didn't hold up on him. He got some gray hair. Hmm. But uh, maybe my Chickasaw held up on me a little bit. <laughs> Well, I don't know what I got. I, I got too much German on my side, but we're you talking so much German that I can. Uh, y'all got some should have some reddish tan in y'all there. I'm not sure what we got, but we we're, we're hanging in there the best we can. We, we, get, we got we're some feedback. That. We'll share with you here about your hair and hats. We're not done talking about good hats, though. As I was picking on Jerry for not being a Texan. There has been a time our own Jerry Short has been right there in the Lone Star State, and he worked on the U.S.-Mexican border, and he got to wear that. I missed that. And and he got to wear that pretty hat, and and there was a good reason for that. 
So I want to talk to him about that time and some stories. Maybe he looked like George Strait there patrolling around the Frio River. Our conversation with the Takapola storyteller, Jerry Short, continues as we wrap up this edition of today's Y'all Show. Hang on. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. A social distancing tip. Keeping your distance from others is important in slowing the spread of coronavirus. So here are some fun things to do alone. Read a book. Take a walk. Unpack your suitcase from that trip you took last September. Paint a self-portrait. Catch up on a TV series. Do a puzzle. Remember, we should all stay home to lower the risk for everyone. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Do you have constipation with belly pain, straining, and bloating that keeps coming back? Take the five-question gut check to see if it could be more than occasional constipation. It could be irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription medication that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess is not a laxative. It works differently. Linzess helps relieve belly pain and lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor about whether Linzess is right for you. Go to Linzess.com to take the five-question gut check. That's L-I-N-Z-E-S-S dot com or call 1-800-LINZESS. Our website is y'all.com. Y'all is the ultimate guide to the South. We have had so much fun at y'all.com since we relaunched it about uh, 13 months ago now. Hard to believe, but yeah, it's been that long since we got the new improved y'all going. And we have really been doing many, many great stuff here. Great features. Really, in the last couple days, for example, we went on a virtual tour last week of Crystal River, Florida. We're going to have, we got, we hope we're going to work it out. Coming up Thursday, Jerry, can I have you have a, say a little War Eagle to me? War Eagle? War Eagle. We're, we're going to go, we're going to, 
we're, we're going to go on a virtual tour of Auburn, Opelika, Alabama. I think we're still dotting the I's and crossing the T's with the tourism department at o- Auburn, Opelika, Alabama. But assuming we can get it worked out, we're going to be going on our second stop of our y'all spring swing of the South, and we'll be going to East Alabama and checking in with the tourism officials in Tus- not Tuscaloosa, that would be the rival town, in Auburn, Alabama, and Opelika, too, there in Lee County, and that's going to be a lot of fun to talk about. Maybe we'll get Tuscaloosa here. We're kind of expanding this tour all over the South over the next few weeks as we're doing it virtually. We'd love to be there in person, but unfortunately, we can't be there. So we're going to do our best. We're bringing on tourism officials as well as restaurateurs and other extraordinary, ordinary people of Auburn, Opelika, Alabama. Remember, it was about a year ago that area got hit hard by the deadly tornadoes more than 20 people killed in east alabama when that tornado outbreak happened around this time a year ago it's been a a really rough year there and now with the coronavirus going on more heartache and trouble continuing there and throughout the entire country of course okay jerry short we were visiting with you earlier about wearing caps and i picked on you for not being a texan but actually there has been at least one occasion where you've resided in the lone star state on well i know it's been more than one that i'm aware of but i know you've been there quite a bit through the years so if you don't mind tell us a little bit about what led you to the lone star state and how you got to wear and model that pretty cowboy hat around town are you there jerry i guess he has left the building as they say uh jerry short we'll try to get him back on here right now with all the internet being used up by the entire world we're having issues with uh, some of our various internet outlets and all that but uh, jerry short has worked on the border i know for example about four years ago he was working right around the area about an hour south of san antonio could uh catula i think is the name of the town i've never been in that part of texas but it's it's a really rugged area, and it's not very sparsely – it is sparsely populated. It's not heavily populated, even though San Antonio is not all that far away from that area of Texas. And the Frio River is where George Strait sings about, and all my exes live in Texas. And that used to go right through that area that Jerry used to work in. And he had some different jobs in that area, primarily working on a pipeline, and he got to wear that cowboy hat when he would go around that area of texas and people would I, I think they paid him a lot more attention to be honest with you from what he's told me before of his time wearing and and modeling the big cowboy hats around that part of texas when he was going there working on the pipeline uh, we're still trying to get connected with him if we're able to great if not we'll just uh, keep trucking on with this the y'all show talk with a southern accent as we are having our Takapola storyteller visit with us right now and like i said i know he's been there on that occasion working in the area i guess it would be near laredo texas and he had i remember the stories of him living in a a a vacated house that was only about six feet tall now jerry just like me is a somewhat large man so imagine living in a home that's only six feet tall but he did it mainly because it was cheap and living in that area of Texas where you got snakes and people crossing the border all the time, and he had to deal with people coming on his property at all times of day and night. I think he was uh, carrying heat, if you know what I mean. And that is part of the reason he was able to survive that stint there working on the border. 
and most people like me are too chicken to do something like that but jerry was not too chicken because he unlike me evidently is somewhat of a a tough guy and therefore we had him back on the the time that he was working on the border and creating the jobs there for the pipeline company i think we got jerry short back i was kind of explaining to the audience jerry that your time working on the border was a couple of years ago and you worked more on the the oil and gas industry line putting in pipelines and more and i'll let you fill in with a good story before we get out of here today not a win i think it blew the doggone uh signal that happens sometime in this part of the well good thing you got that cowboy hat not letting it fly off but go ahead uh what what's a what's a really good story from your time there in the Catula, texas area if it goes out um i'll 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 make it work just like i just yeah i'll fill it in i'll make up stories i don't know if i've told you about this what were we leading up to? It was leading up to a pipeline deal. Yeah, I was talking about that. T- the house you lived in only was like six feet tall, if that. Oh, you're talking about the one on the, the Mexican ranch house I had? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I had a heck of a house. And, uh, you couldn't find a place when I got out to the place called Catula, Texas. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, just up from Laredo, just yeah. down from, uh, not just down Oh, seems to have maybe lost him again. Like I said, I guess he didn't put his quarter in the machine, but he's told me stories there, and I think he even had a roommate at one time working at that spot in Texas. And uh, I don't know about y'all, but I don't think I could take a, a residence up there with people walking through my property. Remember, we got a lot of brave people that are, are proud Texans that have lived their whole lives there in that portion of texas between the rio grande inland to san antonio going from el paso down to brownsville the rio grande valley and the illegal immigration that people come through their yards stealing some people have just kind of have given up even leave their cars unlocked i think in some cases as they realize that a lot of times these people just want to pass through the area and move on as quickly as possible instead of them coming in and killing them to take their vehicles or money they just in some ways i've actually heard the same story i know in louisiana there at angola the state penitentiary there north of baton rouge the people that live in that area including across the state line in mississippi people in that area leave their cars unlocked with the car keys in it and that reason is if a person escapes from angola and they come to their house in the middle of the night instead of coming in breaking in killing them stealing their keys and taking off with their car they really want that car is what they're really after and so they'll just come in and take the car and i think you would probably know if your car cranks up outside at four in the morning and somebody takes off usually the people in that area are conditioned to know that that is an escapee and therefore if the if the authorities don't already know that someone's escaped from angola then they alert them that hey somebody just took our car and chances are it was an escapee from the nearby prison and that's probably very similar story at most of our areas around the country where you have large prisons and really bad people that have the ability to get out of jail. It's better to let them just go as opposed to losing your own life or having other violent things happen. That's that's just the, the story I remember from talking to people in some of our great areas 
of the south well we're going to have to give up on jerry evidently the communication gods just didn't cooperate here with him in his second section of today's show but we'll get him on for sure and have him talk more as as i said many many of us right now are virtually doing everything and sometimes it's just too difficult to actually have a virtual meeting whether it's over the internet or maybe even on a telephone call right now darn netflix has kind of messed up everything hasn't it well i'll tell you what we're going to make up for it because on tuesday's show make sure you tune in i'm actually going to be having my first teenage interview right here on the y'all show i'm talking to an 11th grade author named gracie dix and she has penned her second book in this year right now the year 2020 she's already had her second book come out and it's called welcome to superhero school and we're going to go speaking of texas we're going to go to dallas and join this teenage author gracie dix for an author spotlight on our tuesday y'all show and if that's not enough fun speaking of books we've got a new book coming out all about barbecuing and the author of that book is going to join me on the tuesday show and our own matt Herman's the barbecue barrister will also be right here in this very spot and we're going to talk grilling and more with a three-way conversation between the author matt Herman's the barbecue barrister and johnny boy as we have a great tuesday show plus as I said, we're hoping that the tourism officials in Auburn, Opelika are going to have us on Thursday, and we're going to just blow it up big about what all you can do in Auburn and Opelika, Alabama, whenever you're given the authority to go there here, we hope, in just a matter of days. And you can go ahead and set your tourism schedule up for East Alabama as we continue on with our spring swing tour of the South, all right here on The Y'all Show. Thank you for watching, and we'll see you again tomorrow. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed.